Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of the Real Feels Podcast. Touchdown, Real Feels! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Bobby O'Shea. Uh, Bobby O'Shea. Uh, looks like someone's holding about a pound of Grandma's nut butter. Oh, Harry Shearer. That was a, that was a nice surprise, I do have to say. I thought he was absolutely perfect for a nice little cameo. And just, I mean, obviously, what a voice. Cameo just for a what quintessential movie, voice. Cameo for what movie? What are We're we doing? We're not there yet. No, okay. We're not there yet. But yeah, guys, thank you for joining us on the Real Feels Podcast. We bring you a different movie and a different genre fortnightly. But not tonight. Not tonight. Well, this is true. Tonight is a very special night. Tonight we are featuring a movie choice by our first and sadly former ever top tier patron, Justin who has graciously taken upon himself to pick a movie that is near and dear to his heart, as well as something that is near and dear to something that he likes to do in his free time, and that is coaching. So, oh, you you drew a breath. <laughs> I, almost, I almost picked up some Big League Chew, just so I could aggressively and intensely gum chew into the microphone, but I, I, I didn't think that that would work out well. The backbone of this team, <laughs> Sean Murphy! <laughs> uh, guys, we head back all the way to 1994 with Little Giants. They blinded me with giants! Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> when you hear your name called, I want you to go over to Coach Butts, and I want you to pick up your jersey. Those jerseys are so cool. For everyone who has waited to be chosen. Lewis! But is still waiting. Rivera! For everybody who has dreamed of being somebody. Scanlon! But is still dreaming. Walker! For every person who only wanted that one chance. For the rest of you. But never got it. I'd like to thank you for trying out. Your day has come. Spots. Look, you berserko Barbie doll. You can talk the talk, you walk the walk. Somebody call 911! Warner Brothers and Amblin Entertainment present Where in the hell do you get off trying to put together another team? Guys like you and kids like that, I mean, they can't help it, they're no good. Rick Moranis. Who are you, Vince Lombardi all of a sudden? It's Pee Wee Football. Ed O'Neill. Oh my God, Coach is a vampire! Peanut butter and jelly sandwich? You'll never get anywhere treating your helmet like a lunchbox, son. And a cast of small wonders. Timmy, I'm not sure, but I don't think that goes there. In the story of a gridiron miracle. League rules clearly state, one town, one team. Meet me at half court. It's the 50-yard line, Dad! Now, with a little professional help, they've got exactly two weeks to learn how to pass. What a hunk. Hi. Catch. Son, if you're going to cheat, win. Block. Get the fear out of your eyes. Let's go. 
gotta make? And kick butt. Want intimidation? I'll show you intimidation. Little Giants. Do you like football? No. You want to play football? No. Great, you can be on our team. Heroes come in all sizes. Thanks, I needed that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most iconic, like, little parts. I will never forget that. He's so good. And he's just so good at being, like, a weird little guy. And even when he grows up, even when he grows up, he's still a weird guy. With his weird mother, with her, the mo- with her like, her the dude over- cut. Yes. The, the dude cut's real with her. And why does she... Him playing football has been really good for my family. Rip his head off, Jakey! (laughs) (laughs) Why does she go and, like, she launches into that monologue real quick about, like, his life story. And he's just sitting there, he's going, (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, he was late for for tryouts. Well, he sneezed three times this morning and he scared me half to death. I mean, he was only one pound, three ounces, and I I barely carried him to turn. My shrink says I need to get out more often. (laughs) It's, I don't know, she has this, like, you know, obviously, like, hovering helicopter mom syndrome, and I think she positively has to maybe explain every situation and validate why she has to be but, there to care for him all the time. There's, there's obviously, obviously a disconnect, you know, if she's, she took him to the doctor because he sneezed three times this morning, she's going to put him in football? Yeah. But the shrink said he needs to get out more. Yeah, but There's I another disconnect. Go golf. <laughs> There's a lot more less contact sports than football. You <laughs> can play horseshoes. Yeah. I don't know. They, I mean, but I mean, lo and behold, he is one of the greatest characters in the entire film. I think he is quintessentially probably one of the most iconic and rem- memorable ones with some of the best lines. You know, just like, don't you be talking about my mama. <laughs> I mean, what was the casting call that they put out? Like, we need a weird ass little kid. Like, he's got to look weird. He's got to be skinny, full of personality. But and, and were those glasses functional? I don't know how. Or were those like, you know, honestly. He's always he's always had like big kind of like bulbous like Coke bottle style glasses because as Nathan knows when he's in later years of Scrubs for about five episodes him I just don't like him later on yeah he's a weird he's a weird dude he's just a weird guy I know that he already had been getting roles like before this and he's recognizable even, and obviously yeah, after. i've seen him in other he's very recognizable before. he was a, he had his own movie he had the he, uh, lloyd was his own movie i don't know i it didn't just, catch he's that a one. he's an interesting Did not catch lloyd i honestly have not seen lloyd i know what oh, lloyd, lloyd is but been, i have never seen, seen lloyd lloyd anyway <laughs> never rick never moranis and ed, o- ed o'neill head star <laughs> this whole shindig and two really strong actors like i love their their contrast so much better than bully did you guys ever watch bully with rick Miranda? jack did you ever i've seen bully did you guys ever see dutch no no uh, that, that's uh, that's ed o'neill and is that hockey? ed o'neill's yeah. yeah no 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 he goes there's is no sports involved uh he goes uh it was hockey no there's no sports uh, maybe he, i'm misremembering he, he ties him up and carries him to the oh. car with a hockey stick like the hockey stick is up through his legs and his 
his arms but uh rich kid is at like a boarding school his dad uh makes up an excuse and doesn't pick him up so the mom sends her boyfriend dutch ed o'neill to go pick him up and it's sort of like planes trains and automobiles across the countryside to get to get home for christmas but it's it's a little bit more more dark i'd say dark much darker and there's there there is a uh a deck of nudie playing cards that figures heavily <laughs> into the the storyline and into the youth of my youth but would would ed o'neill and the and dutch be more married with children as opposed to this where he's no, separate okay. uh, di- completely different completely different okay. but not as not as um i don't know cocky and kind of dickish as uh kevin o'shea yeah. uh, he plays a great character in this like the the gum yeah. chewing alone is just a stroke of of genius uh <laughs> on his his part of acting like when he's uh having the kids try to tackle the mother in the upstairs gentlemen that is your opponent you must defeat her at all costs patterson becky is all they've got she's strong i want you to hit her low and hard get in your position head up butt down Stick and drive. Set, go! Oh, son. Son, it's a couch cushion. It's a couch cushion, son. Billy, I want you to wrap your arms and drive through it. Wrap and drive! Stand back. Let the master do this. Go, coach! coach. Priscilla, I want you to shoot this, huh? Go for it, Daddy! Briggs? Count it off. Oh... Like he's like, no, no, this is how so you do. You, you just drive through. Jesus Christ! Well, I don't think he said Jesus Christ. It's just a couch cushion. You got to get down and just drive <laughs> through it. And it, when he gets down into the the position to Count charge, <laughs> he's like the gum chewing is just 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 intensifies. I love it, sweetie. No, I don't think we should do this. <laughs> <laughs> he is uh, so his entire character is based off of uh the great coach Ditka. Oh Ditka the of uh, the Chicago Bears, eh? <laughs> uh, the Chicago Bears. A piece now, of now, Polish <laughs> sausage lodged in the lining of my heart. The lining of my heart. Uh, how many heart attacks is that how many heart attacks is that is that for you? That'd be about a baker's dozen there, Bob. <laughs> Who would win? A hurricane or Coach Ditka? Oh, oh the hurricane, hurricane. Hold on. Oh, sorry, Coach Dicka. The hurricane is named Hurricane Dicka. Oh, oh. <laughs> I can see that. I think he does. I think he does a good job of this, and he's obviously just one of those people that, like, he is. I think he's clinging on to any type of like small town fame that he can muster because he's indubitably. All, like, I mean, it's just oh look, oh you had like you know a high school title state title got your heisman trophy now you want to come back and you want to relive it bring back a peewee state trophy i do like that scene where he's he's uh delivering his list of accomplishments to the uh, the, the tryout team and icebox is just sort of yeah, like she's just, just reciting it. she knows what but this is. town is okay so like Ur- Urbania, jack this is this is Urban- kind of your neck of the woods right uh very next yeah so there is an urbana 
Ohio. Same spelling, but drop the I on the end. But there are a few scenes, especially like the the lake scene, and then uh, a shot where they're at the the football field towards the end, where there are mountains in the background, and there are there are no mountains like that in Ohio. Oh, you're you're texting us. He's all like, "There's, There's no, no mountains, mountains in Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that." <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, baseball. so if this is semi-Urbania, Urbana, Urbana, 11 to 12,000 people, one of my chief complaints of this movie is, how do these kids <laughs> not know these other kids? Like, when I grew up in Kern Valley, which was roughly 22,000 people, I fucking knew almost every kid. You know why? Because there's no one else to know. Like, that's... That's your world. So how are they just meeting these kids? The thing that I had issues with was like they would meet like a a new kid and and invite them onto the team. And then it's like, and we're marching along the train tracks. Here comes the other kid. They suddenly know where to meet them. (laughs) They're all congregating on the train track. The cowboy kid, Rick Barres, is like, do you you, you you like football? Do you like football? Do you want to play football? No. 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 Oh, great. You're on the team. And then back to the train tracks. Here comes cowboy hat. Cowboy hat, cowboy boots holsters guns bolo vest he has a full cowboy outfit Ignore on the uh, the playground equipment follow the, tra- follow the ra- railroad tracks <laughs> and what parent would be like oh i met this guy and he said just head down to the trade tracks we found like, these children we're gonna the play football <laughs> we found these children in the forest oh, and the, the, the weakest one I think is like the the one kid who's like the the whole premise of him in the movie is like dad is going on business trips. I'm Johnny. So like, he oh. looks sad. Join our team. And then that that was like he was hardly present in the rest of the movie except for a few little oddball parts. It was just like a MacGuffin placed earlier in the movie to be like oh well this is how they get that one touchdown because he's running for his dad it's like oh god so that guy was played by john paul stewart which jack and i will know as alexander from star trek oh oh jesus christ (laughs) so he played alexander in star trek and unfortunately didn't he just die recently 2018 yeah he he just recently passed away but yeah no that's that's alexander from star trek piss me off (laughs) it just proves like Worf is a bad parent (laughs) it's like oh i have a kid i don't know what to do with him well he's yours now wait wait Wait, where's the honor? Your honor now. Real quick, back to Ed O'Neill, because I remember Ed O'Neill as, because I was not allowed to watch Married with Children. Like, growing, <laughs> that's, that's your loss, my friend. No, no, that's your up, loss. Like, it was just that and like Simpsons were kind of like a little bit too risque. A little taboo. Well, no, just. You know what's funny? Would, uh, Married with Children was okay. Simpsons apparently but, was not with my family. I mean, like, I, maybe it was. <laughs> The way that he like treated Patty and stuff like that. I, I, don't, I honestly don't know. And it, I don't even know if it was ever like spoken. Like, don't Peg. watch me. It was just, hey, you know, well, turn it to like that yeah, show's turn not it to for something you. Else. <laughs> Same thing with Seinfeld, though. My parents were kind of like never had to say like, you know, don't don't watch Seinfeld. No, no, but like, really, it just didn't That's... interest me. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. There's so many ready premises in, in Married with Children. They they kept on. I don't think they really mentioned any other nudie magazine besides the fictional one biggins <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and then there's the uh the no ma'am like uh club like no yeah. women allowed no ma'am but ed o'neill uh, that oh. that's kind of who i 
always pictured was that like married with children. And so when I first saw a little giant, I was like kind of that like, Oh, I can like this guy. I like his character in this, in this movie. And I think that he, for the role that he has, he knit, he's so perfect for it. He he's really perfect. kills it. He's, he's perfect for it. I, I, mean, I had a baseball coach in throughout sort of the middle school years. I think I was on his team twice. His name was coach Barlow. And he wore the exact same, like oh. those those athletic shorts. No, those athletic shorts. The that, short like, shorts. Yeah, but that nobody, like only that generation wears. I don't think you, like anybody younger I, or I, of another generation would just be wearing straight up like basketball shorts or, or something like that. But yeah, that those shorts and then the like the socks pulled up to, you know, the top of the calves and uh, it, it was for that time, it, exactly what what I was seeing in some of my own coaches. You are describing my childhood growing up with my father, who was he was a football coach growing up, and he always wore short exercise and sports shorts. He always wore his socks all the way up his calf. And during what he called like noon league basketball, so most of the teachers would gather in the gym for their lunch play basketball where he would wear those shorts and he had like a special pair that had like a flap in the front, almost like a like a half fanny pack baggie that had a trout on it that said catch of the day. <laughs> oh, and I'm just like, that Jesus is right. Christ. That's right over your crotch. And that's just where it's hanging. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I am very familiar with the with the short shorts. My dad wore them all the time growing up. And with that O'Neill being such a perfect casting, the proposed Two initial people that were going to take these roles besides Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill, oh. Gary Busey and and Randy Quaid. Yes. Oh, uh, well, I think we ended up with the better end of the stick. Oh, of course we did. Of course we did. I was trying to think like, well, who would they have been? And then, I mean, then it just made sense. Gary Busey would have been the Ed O'Neill character. And then <laughs> Randy Quaid. I see that being a much darker right? movie with Gary Busey and Randy Quaid. <laughs> but you know what? I would understand why he didn't go pro more than Ed O'Neill. Because he's fucking crazy. Because Ed O'Neill, that's a Yeah, because you're like, oh, yeah, you just Give me could a not be on the team. Give me two. No, they were not having you. <laughs> Give me two, Utah. <laughs> but. But Ed O'Neill, it's a mystery. You're like, wait a minute, why, why didn't you go to the professionals? Or what happened? Did you get hurt? What? And he probably couldn't cut it back. and kept it a dark He's secret. Just and just cook. <laughs> <laughs> he just rode the he just rode the coattails of his like you know college you know glory and getting a Heisman Trophy. But you know what though? There's there's people that I feel would paint him in like the tr tragic like sad light like oh like you know he could make it and how shitty the dude owns a car <laughs> dealership he is fucking hey butts you want to surprise me while I'm at lunch sell a car sell a car <laughs> <laughs> sell a car you got it but you know that like of course everybody in the town knows his story they know all his stories when he goes to the diner and he's Two talking minutes, to I all thought the it was older three. gentlemen I thought it was four. I, I thought it was down Home to with the four O'Shea seconds. burger. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> Morning, gentlemen. Sorry, Mayor. Already voted. <laughs> but the town, the town doesn't really have anything else besides that. That would be like if Kern Valley all of a sudden had someone that just that made it to the end of the voice. Like all of a sudden, they're now known as the town of so and so. And wow, that was really cool. This is big for them, and he obviously has pumped a lot back into the community, more 
then I would I would honestly say Rick Moranis has broken down gas it's station. A landmark. Been well, the, it's a landmark. It's yeah. been serving this community <laughs> for landfill. over 40 years. It <laughs> should be a landfill. And you, and you know what? It's I think it is just simply the history of Kevin O'Shea because Spike's dad, as he said, he's like, you're the reason we moved to this town. You're the reason my boy was bred for so Pee Wee football. That kid is so weird. But I want to also say that <laughs> Kevin is a good fucking uncle. I know he doesn't pick his niece. I know that that's shitty. I will. I'll fight you on and that. Let's do it. Because guess what? <laughs> he gives her some banging good advice when he's okay. like, listen, okay, go, go, Drew, go, 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 go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. I'm not going to deny Jack, the fact you, that he you does not. This. Go. <laughs> Two seconds on the clock. I'm not going to deny that he does not give her good the advice. Has, okay. The floor I'm, to Drew. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that he does not give her good advice. I'm not going to deny that he is not being completely honest with her and telling her like, no, I don't think you're pretty. I think you're beautiful. Boom. And I think you should do what, you know, what your heart desires. Making my points for However, me. however, the downside that the, like the, the catch 22 of that is the fact he's all like, all right, all right. Good heart to heart. Yeah, good heart to heart. And he's going to like take out his phone football. and he's... <laughs> And he's going to call Butts and he's like, Butts, we're, we're going to win the game now. That's that. I mean, you know, that's a slight underside to what his entire little like heart to heart with maybe, you know, Becky was. Maybe, Nathan, you okay. have two minutes. So he's aware that Icebox is obviously one of like is their best player besides when they see Junior, which Junior wouldn't be a whole lot. He can't do everything. Literally, Icebox is their best. Would you say that player. Junior doesn't have idle hands? <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. That's the only other thing I know him from. But uh, apparently, according to Anna, he played uh, he played he played Casper the the like yeah, well, the, the live the, version of it. He was the human form of Casper. And then that he was, there he for was like a big uh, he him and JTT were seconds. big on the Tiger Beat. He was in Final Destination. Final Destination is probably the bigger and most notable thing, aside from Little Giants. Final fucking Cas Destination! Brooke and I Casper, just talked was about this today. Right. She I don't know. Casper, he was what? She will not All right, watch but three go minutes. Ahead. Uh, okay. David. So, there, like you said, he has a real moment with her where he says, it, where as an uncle you could just be like, oh, no, no, like I think you're, of course, I think you're gorgeous, blah, blah, blah. But he gives such a potent encouragement statement to her because she's so down. She's like, your daughter's like way prettier. And you know, and he's just like, no, I don't think like, you know, you're pretty, I think you're beautiful. And he sincerely means it, whether he has this motive to like undermine the whole team by who cares if she plays because up until that point where she gets pissed and like, she comes back into the game and he even says, it, he's like, yeah, that's my niece. And she's pissed. Like, she's he knows because she's an O'Shea. Like, he knows her. He knows that, like, that's going, like, had that not all happened, she would have played. It would have been fine. And it's not that big of a deal. But he's a good uncle. He even talks to his wife about it. And again, this is 1994. This is not 2020. This is not 2021 where it's like, girls can do everything. This is 1994 when... It was unheard of for a woman to be on a submarine. It was unheard yeah, and, of. And yeah. The wife recently uh, employed at Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, has retired to the quiet life in uh, rural Ohio. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I, I think you both have valid points. But I also think that the areas you guys are driving towards is in the eye of the, of the beholder. Uh, there's no real saying that you know, Drew... 
you are right. Maybe by sort of playing up to her and, you know, you're not. No, I don't think you're pretty. You're beautiful. That does pay off for him uh, by Icebox quitting uh, football. But was that intentional or not? I don't know. But Nathan also has a point. He still did shine in a few other places. And he knows that this game is temporary. That's still his niece. You know, like he, this game is going to play and end and they're still going to go over to each other's houses for dinner once in a while. They're still going to see. So him like really like, that's why at the end of it, when he, when they're like betting each other's fucking livelihoods on this. Well, but I mean, before he was even go, before he even convinced her to, you know, go with her heart, I guess, and you oh, know, go so become wrong, a cheerleader. Dude. So go wrong. become a cheerleader. Hold on, you're a cheerleader, <laughs> Harry. <laughs> before he was even going to do that, he was already dead set on having his team play the Giants, play her, cram them into the ground, and defeat them. Yeah. <laughs> so regardless, he was still he was still already still he was still going to go over to their house but and have I dinner. I do love or his, his just his his <laughs> his arrogance when uh, Rick Moranis snatches the coin out of the air and he's like, "What is he yeah. get to call?" And he's like, well, "What does it matter? We kick off. We'll take it from you, or we kick off. Uh, take this it from you." Your throat, of you your kick life. it to us, we'll ram it down your throat. Doesn't matter. Either way, it's getting rammed but down your throat. For them to literally bet their lively, like, yeah, businesses, their livelihoods, insane. That was an element of stress and anxiety I didn't need in, exactly. in this children's movie. But, I mean, it almost made you like forget it. You know, obviously from that point until the end. Because it really wasn't yeah, even brought up until the end. The He's all like, speaker. like, the kids aren't freaking out. Like, oh my god, if we lose, he's gonna lose his livelihood. I'm wondering, like, everybody in the community is all like, wow, Kevin really is a dick. He just told him, like, he's gonna lose no matter what he tries. But, but okay, but Danny, like, totally is, when he says, like, oh, and like, everyone thinks that you're all this, but I know how sick you are. Like, that's some bullshit, man. If my brother was saying that, I'd be like, what the hell, man? Like, what? What are you in public? Yeah, what is yeah, going on? Let's in step public? aside, away from the loudspeaker, and let's talk. Let's handle this. But come on, what? And, and the entire town, the entire town you, is watching. You do us realize right that we now. do business here, you idiot. And so I was like, "You sell cars? I fill them up. What's it's the big deal?" <laughs> Jay Busby is right over there. Jay's an asshole. Sorry, Jay. Can we also can we just say that uh, Shauna Waldron, that the the girl that back in the day did play uh, Icebox Becky, is a box. Wowza! I don't. She's, she's, she's very pretty. Been in anything? Yeah, or did, or she's is, been. Did you just do a little little research, Nathan? No, oh no, just just her IMDb <laughs> pick. Like she's she's gorgeous. No, she's very pretty. She's been in she's been in quite a few movies. Um, nothing that's been like really big. Uh, her most recent film is called teacher. And I mean, I've seen teacher. I honestly don't even, I don't remember her being in it unless I just didn't immediately recognize her. Uh, a lot of things have just been kind of like low key since her being in, um, little giants. She did TV. She did family rules. She did ladies, man. She's, she's kind of, I mean, she, I don't know. Little giants yeah, was her she's, first film. She's plain. She doesn't age like karate kid girl. Hillary no. Swank. No, 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 no. Hillary um, Swank. 
Oh, 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 oh yeah, that, 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 yes, <laughs> yes, you're the best. All right. Jack goes immediately to his wall, touches Sorsha, touches <laughs> ladies. <laughs> Elizabeth's shoe. Do. She doesn't age yeah. maybe quite like her, like her gorgeousness, which P.S. I'm uh, dabbling back into the boys season two, which I completely did not finish. You know, the, the the brother the second season of brothers like I, I felt like the dean from community like i hope this doesn't awaken something in me <laughs> so true <laughs> but yeah um anyways Gosh. so yeah she's she uh turns out quite all right who is your favorite kid on the football team uh, i i think it has to be todd bosley's character of jake it's a matter of four eyes what's your mama don't be talking about my mama just the little weirdo if there's anyone who's gonna rival jake i think for various moments that are pretty funny i think i think mainly because as like a kid who was kind of like husky uh, i could really kind of relate to zoltek (laughs) you rang how'd i do coach i don't know man i don't have a sundial Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go with Zoltek too. Uh, the scene when the uh, the football players and John Madden show up, and yeah. uh, he makes Aww. he makes them get down in front of him. He's like, "Yo, yeah, come, come on, hit me, drive yeah, through." Uh, but he's like, "No, uh-uh. uh, no." Uh. Like that, I did get a few chuckles out of that. Plus, you know, running around the Darth Vader helmet was just really classic cool. for him too. Oh, right! And when they're doing like the monkey bars, and for some reason, none of the kids can even get halfway, <laughs> and they all fall down. And then it's, here comes Zoltek. Boom. Did you see him like take each each bar and like it didn't like shake forward. It rattled to the side. <laughs> and then he falls down and then just like the obligatory blackout and then So boom. my my favorite is Fart the one that he lands on, Tad. I I think Tad has just some of the best little like <laughs> Death shrouds. So they can they can identify our bodies at the morgue. But and he's also like really like he gives so much effort. He's like, huh, 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 and his little uh mouthpiece. It, I just uh, <laughs> blow the whistle, blow the whistle. Uh, which why are they blow uh, the whistle? But. I think the kid that does play Spike, we'll get into Junior, I guess, at some point. Well, I guess, I mean, if you want to, I don't really see a he lot to talk about Junior. And he's, he's super. You see the cannon on that kid's arm? For being in this movie, he was 15 and he was much taller than all the other kids. He had to go without shoes for a lot of the scenes. So he wouldn't be significantly taller. Spike was 14 and that kid looks yeah, like. God. <laughs> Like high school Nathan. Like I was like, oh my god! Like even, but way more muscles. Yeah, I'm like, what? Spike, I'd cross the street. Spikes in hell. Spikes in pee wee hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, this this kid. Oh, wow. I, oh, this is aggressive. He's fifty yards away, and it just looks aggressive. I want to come across the street. Is this an X Men <laughs> mutant? Like, he's, no, I don't have any V buck Spike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, oh football God. gods. How weird, though, that the girl that plays Priscilla, like the little O'Shea that's just at the dinner table. Oh, wait, wait, the the younger daughter or the older yeah, daughter? Not, not, yes, not the cheerleader. Not the cheerleader, but the, the younger one. She was, she was basically just the videographer. Yes. Like, good luck, dad. She grows <laughs> up to be the spy kids uh, girl and has like... Oh, she's... 
She's Lava Girl? I never saw any uh, of those. Is she no, Lava no, Girl? that's Lava Girl and Shark Boy. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm totally mixing up horrible Spy movies. Kids. Yeah, the, she's the sister in Spike. Antonio Kids. Banderas. Um, Sylvester oh, Stallone's what? in it. They're going to take this to the next level. That's uh, number three. How do oh, I know that? God. Yeah, I'm aware of it. I've just Anyways, never seen it. Nathan, the fact that you can quote that makes I me I just sad. remember <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's line. I honestly, like, it was in a commercial. I've actually never fully watched any of them, but... Good. I'm but proud Sloan, of you. You know. He's... Well, one of the biggest issues I had with this movie was Becky got her dad into this. Like it was her idea. She springs it on him in the in the diner, like as Kevin O'Shea's brother is coming to like confront him, like two teams in this town. Bro. How about a playoff? Like, oh, by the way, we're starting one, and you're and you're gonna you're gonna coach us. Love you, bye. Like she gets him into this whole thing. He and coaching any sort of team, especially children, is not a walk not in the means. park. Like, he's got to put a lot of effort. He put money into it. For her the night before to come walking in all fucking pouty and like fucking, your little fullback, uh, I want to be a cheerleader. Like, I would have been like, fuck that. You got me into this. You are playing in that game tomorrow. If you want to be a cheerleader, you can cheerlead next season. <laughs> she does back him to a corner. But I, I think that also kind of plays to some of the highlighted points of Danny just being like a great parent. I mean... One single dad. No, no, no. One single dad. Two trying to make trying to make his okay trying to make his daughter happy. <laughs> not even not even fighting her for the fact that if she wants to switch out, it's still going to be making her happy. And all he wants to. I mean, she's going through high emotions left and right. Like, man, I want to be I want to be who I've always been. But man, now there's a cute boy. How's my little how's my little fullback? Your little fullback? Your little fullback? You know what mom used to call me? Her little princess. <laughs> yeah, she left us, bitch. <laughs> no, like, I, I think that he I think he's trying his best. But there is a huge divide between like, because he is just always team, like, we're just in it together, blah, blah, blah. Never like, hey, Becky, shut up. Like, like Jack said, no, you're going to do it. You can do that next year. Like, sorry, but I just. I am not going out tomorrow and coaching a field full of other people's kids. You get your ass on that field. You got And they this. all suck. I'm sorry, but you are one of the better players, like, which is rare for a coach's, you know, kid to actually be one of the better. You are the gorilla glue that is holding this hair to the head. <laughs> oh, oh, what a timely. <laughs> oh, my God. Can, can we just take a moment? How stupid is that woman? Oh, my God. Well, the thing and uh we in uh, in the boys bathroom that they use they do have uh, like the actual like gorilla hair product and it does kind of it's similar but she wants to sue the gorilla glue, gorilla glue company because it doesn't expressly state on the bottle don't use on your hair that's sort of like motor oil not expressly stating don't drink me. She specifically also stated in her video that she put out, okay, I was out of this stuff, so I decided to use this. She purposely admitted that she was going to use it. It should be common sense that you don't put that shit in your hair. And frankly, for her to do it, 
show the show the aftermath of it and then also film herself getting the acetone put on her head to remove the glue. Sorry, this is all for her yeah. fame. She had a damn GoFundMe good like past 10 grand. And now she has the audacity that she wants to sue Gorilla Glue. No, your ass is going to lose and your stupidity will be forever. So remember when we uh, when we used to play Dungeons and Dragons oh. uh, <laughs> and a couple of times. I made that uh, that uh, sort of herbed olive oil, like the, you could dip dip yeah. the bread in, have the fresh herbs and the roasted garlic. But you need really good olive oil for that. You can't just have crap olive oil. That would be like me thinking, oh, hey, I'll make this. I haven't made it in a long time. I'm out of olive oil, but I'm sure peanut oil would work just fine. No, you guys would dip that the bread in and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> or antifreeze. Like, oh, well, I could just use this. Like, no, that's not what it's even remotely for, Jack. Like, why would you put antifreeze in here? You're going to kill us. Like, yeah. why would you think Gorilla Glue even would? I don't even understand. I think she did it on purpose. Yeah. I think part of me literally thinks she did it on purpose. Just so she could have all the publicity, all the attention. Apparently now she supposedly had to have surgery to remove. Although surgery. Well, she she got pro bono or she's got or is getting pro okay, bono. Well, then she can't surgery. sue for like medical expenses after that. Huh? I don't know. I mean, it's it's stupid. It's stupid, stupid, stupid. Okay. But it's just one of those blips in time. Where it's like, remember Pepper, that? Pepper's farm remembers. Where is she now? I'm, I'm sure. I'm yes. sure there's going to be some clickbait article like 10 years from now. Like Gorilla Girl <laughs> Woman. Where is she this, now? Okay. So back to Little Giants. This movie came out in okay, the vein <laughs> of these 90 like kid athletic sports, yep. high energy movies. Where do you rank this among those films? So, I mean, what 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 do we have for like ninety sports films? We had Angels in the Outfield, Rookie of the Year. You have Mighty Ducks. You have Little Giants, Rookie of the Year. You have Big Green, Sandlot. Oh, Sandlot! This ranks below Sandlot, in my opinion, slightly below. But Sandmark is sort of uh, Sandlot is sort of the high water mark for that specific type of movie. I think. From that era. I think that with Sandlot, you have far more drama outweighing the comedy. Like, there's there's funny parts in Sandlot, but I think you have much more... It's it's more about the kids. Right. The, it's more about the, the kids. The parents and, right. and the adults just sort of play a, a tertiary role in that. But th- that brings another point to mind is, is that... Oh, Ladybugs <laughs> as well? Like, there's a a few years of difference between myself and you gentlemen, which now, as adults, yeah. that really doesn't make any difference but this came out in 1994 i was 12 so i was more interested in and 12 is that weird age where it's like little giants that's a kid's movie i'm almost a teenager now and i would much rather watch kathy ireland in unnecessary roughness (laughs) uh with a little little bit more of like you know this is like my kind of movie so i i only ever saw little giants maybe once or twice and i have not seen it since you know like the early to mid 90s when it came out so this was a a bit new for me to rewatch i think mighty ducks is definitely at the top for me because i really i really very much enjoyed mighty ducks and for like a second place roster it might be a coin toss honestly between uh, Little Giants and the Big Green, and I think Sandlot is a is a dead third if one of those is not going to like bump it a little bit lower. But for me, like I've never I've never been a huge fan of baseball, so 
I don't know. The baseball didn't really like do it for me, but I don't know. I think Big Green is a little bit underrated, but Mighty Ducks definitely takes the cake. Or I would rather watch a league of their own yeah. around that time okay, than but but than uh, so Giants. in terms mm. of like that, I would honestly put Angels in the outfield very very dead last. Even though even though you have uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt, but I think it, it was Levitt a bit hokey. Jesus, it yeah. up so much. But rookie of the year, I almost would put as number one. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Really, Gary Busey. Now, rookie of the year was that the one where like he broke he, his he, shoulder like, he and then he's like, the he's got like, yeah. like the the yeah, like his arm. Like you can hear like the yes. tendons, almost like a like a garage door yes. spring. But, Honestly, yeah, the first that. and foremost that is was Mighty Ducks 2. Mighty Ducks 2 was one of my jams. I loved it. When did uh, Mighty Ducks 2 come out? <laughs> in 92. 92 was uh, Mighty Ducks 1. So, nice little gap. Oh, I, just, okay, yeah. I loved that they were, you know, the team to beat this year is Iceland. Like, I just, oh, yeah, like USA <laughs> all the way. But <laughs> Come on. If he dies, <laughs> he, he dies. Oh, Gordon. <laughs> Gordon Come on, <laughs> and and you're talking about coaching when in Little Giants you have Danny or, who um, barely even knows the sport of football, but he has his uh, smart little computer kid, you know, to uh, make the play Which, the annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you a dark horse uh, about these the '90s era movies before okay. we move on. Sidekicks, whoa, with whoa, Chuck Norris. That's not a that's not a sport though. It's a sport. Kar- karate bitch. competition is a sport now. So are we doing? Uh, well, they give out <laughs> trophies for it. Daniel, they give out trophies. If that's the case, then you have to put in Karate Kid as as a potential. See, I yeah, think the that only, was the eighties. Right, that was the eighties. Still good. Still good. Damn, still love them. Yeah, still great. Still good. I been think one of our segments. What the hell? We should have ranked the top five of these films. Holy shit! We should have had a draft. Maybe that can oh. be. Oh, we're doing a draft. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you join Patreon.com, if we get two new patrons, we will do a kids sports movie draft between the three of us. I like it. But what sidekicks are so fucking? I mean, good. where do we? Does it, is it just got to be that's going round one around that, that area? I mean, can we even one. can we even do a callback as far back as like Walter Matthau's? Uh, oh, the, uh, 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 g- sorry, bad Dennis news bears. The bad news yeah. bears, dude. Okay, well, okay little that- giants is exactly bad news bears. It's just football in the nineties. Yeah, but without the alcohol. With, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some of those parents they might have been drinking. Yeah, I think Jake's mom was was just sipping a little something there. <laughs> Go, Dexter! <laughs> it's weird that this movie relies on on just like the quirkiness because like when you really think about it, like these kids are going up against each other, and imagine a prof- a semi professional person teaching kids how to really hit, how to really you know tackle, and then you have. Danny, who's teaching them, like, all right, we're gonna go across the monkey bars, like. Well, but I think that's re- that's what that's really what it is. <laughs> Remember, kids, football is eighty percent mental, forty percent physical, but and zero percent knowing what no. the hell you're doing. Like, but that's all it really is, and that's what Danny represents. Danny represents the kids who literally all they want to do is play, 
And that's all it that's all to him. It should be. It's not about winning the game. I mean, eventually, until obviously they make the bet for the for the, uh, you know, the gas station. But for him, it's giving these kids a chance to play. It's giving them time in the spotlight that they were completely denied. Second and <laughs> nine. I do love the the scene where they when John Madden and Emmett Smith and those guys do show up. That's a fun scene. But I love the advice that, uh, you know, Rick Moranis is like, you got any advice for me? I got a big game to run. Yeah, I do. Good luck. (laughs) Just very matter of factly, like it's not it's not magic. Like, go out there and just do your best. Yeah. And that's and that's all like that Danny's even asking of them. He's like, just try, like, just have fun with it. And he, even his little like motivational speech towards the end, he's like, you know what? I never beat my brother, you know, but this one time I did. I beat him down racing Cherry our Hill bikes Lane. down Cherry Hill Lane. He's like, you beat Kevin. Yeah. That's one Cherry time, though. <laughs> and he's telling me, he's like, we can go out there and we can play. But there's always that one chance. And he's like. Yeah, well, then fucking go for it. Go have fun. Go play. Put your heart into it. That's really what it is. For Kevin O'Shea, it's putting these kids through the ringer, you know, having them literally play their best, obviously still. This isn't just a football. Right. (laughs) It's your hopes and dreams, aspirations. For him, it's winning a trophy. For him, it's winning a state title. For Danny... It's it's allowing these kids a chance to play that they were never going to get. The uh, with the uh, hot hands, the kid who couldn't catch but with the t- the, the toilet paper, <laughs> and he has the pine tar. I'm thinking, how is this not? How are you not catching this cheating? I mean, obviously, kids movie logic, but he's yes. just like, got it, got it, got it, got it. And when I was a kid, <laughs> that was always one of the funniest parts when like he's like. and then break oh crap Uh (laughs) i use these for acid indigestion what are we using for intimidation (laughs) that line for some reason it is always like it always sticks with you it's no it's already it's always interlinked with three ninjas where he's like you know what are we gonna use this for instant diarrhea <laughs> and as a kid i thought that was the best line ever i would say it all the fucking time i'd be like instant diarrhea, diarrhea. <laughs> you like that mom and she's like no i don't don't say that that's not funny at all i'm like i think it's awesome anyway. if, if we take a look at some of like obviously the supporting cast and you know background characters taking a look at the parents for me this is probably up in my top three favorite moments of the entire film it's not you know like the heart-to-heart talks it's not giving the kids chance to play but it's the parents responses to their kids doing super well and their kids achieving something that they probably never thought that they would ever do one is when they come out and they introduce the teams and the kid the parents are all there in the house and they're taking pictures of the kids and they're cheering them on but when that kid you know, like makes when multiple kids like make a touchdown and the parents just go nuts. Like you have hot hands, dads in the crowd. He's just cheering. You have Tad's father's like, my kid made a touchdown. My kid made a touchdown. Oh, I love it. Kevin O'Shea's wife. Like he keeps turned around and giving her like the eye. Like really? And finally she's just like, ah, screw you. Right? Go, go, go. I just, I love the energy and like such pride and, you know, the looks of being so proud of their kids that that kind of like makes it a whole nother level for me on this film. The movie does a very good job of keeping it like really wholesome, especially at at the end where there is so little resolution, except that like they put their names together or tower. 
the O'Shea like, brothers. Well, not even their names together. It's just the O'Shea brothers. Which, yeah, <laughs> right. But, but I mean, like, just that. Like, that's really what we just watched this whole fucking movie for. To watch them put their name, you know, their the brothers up on the water tower. But it's entertaining. I like it. It's just there's so little. Despite the fact that it comes down to the to Danny giving back his car dealership only to get his name up on a water I mean, tower. If, you know, because Danny, you had it all. <laughs> you had both businesses. He would have ran it into the ground just like you ran the gas He could have fired. He, <laughs> he could have fired Coach Butts. That's a goddamn landmark, <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> Serve this community for 40 years. You rang. <laughs> this whole thing is pretty good, uh, and I really, wa- I really want their go kart oh, too. No shit, don't you? I just and that was like a souped up go kart. Like my cousin had a go kart. It didn't go near as fast as that thing, right? Uh, that would that would have been fun to drive around town. And obviously, with small town logic, like he can take that out onto a normal street. No one's gonna bat an eye. There's like, was that a go kart? Oh, that was Danny O'Shea. Are you following me? No. Please. <laughs> <laughs> st- hello, hello, mine, state Danny. police. <laughs> hello, state police. Send help immediately. There's two men in their underwear. They're watching the children play. <laughs> How different of a movie could that have been? Like, and like, he's like, oh, like, you know, he, he's, he, <laughs> Kevin O'Shea catches a bullet. I mean, no. <laughs> no, no, no. All you need is after that phone call. It's like, there's two men in the bushes in their underwear watching children. Bum, bum. <laughs> but like, no joke. That could have ruined his life. Like nowadays that like, if, if that was, well, he even said it was smart. He's like, he called the state. He called the state police he- instead of the local police <laughs> because the local police were all like, freeze. Oh, hi, Kevin. Hey, well, my wife needs a new car. You carry that on. Or they that. would okay. have been like, yeah, nice try, Danny. We know you're trying to get a leg up on the competition. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> the center's on the left and the quarterback, they're standing around, butts. I want, I wanted like, and you know, they do this now with like, actual like more modern disney films but they'll have tiny little shorts i want to see more antics of those two older senior citizens from the diner just pulling shit and stirring the pot all over town they were like the, i want to see they're like the two muppet guys waldorf barley and barley Love that movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making me a part of this. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Should we do segments? Yeah. Segments. 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 Well, you guys had it pretty good. Yeah, we, we were kind of in sync there. Kind of. <laughs> we mostly sync at night. Mostly. mostly. So, uh, right. let's go first. I'll do mine first. So mine was mine was pretty simple. Mine just simply asked out of the various sporting events that you partook in of your childhood. What was one where you had a moment that, you know, you had some type of highlight that was totally unexpected or a win that you did not see for, you know, see coming? What was something that just kind of was like a wow moment? Cha-cha. Cha-cha. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll start. <laughs> when I played soccer uh, growing up, I was definitely one of the most energetic kids. I was never like phenomenal with my footwork or did that die out any if you're if you're not still energetic? You no, know, I I've, yeah, I'm just kind of like the the lame duck at the party. Yeah. I don't talk. You're pretty low yet. low key. <laughs> but in soccer I I remember one time when our coach who was 
was much more the Danny than the Kevin. Like was a like okay guys, we're gonna like run laps and then kick balls. Does anyone here know how to play soccer? Like, can someone else? She just didn't really know. Her kid was in soccer, and so she just was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll be a coach." And <laughs> so, if it, if it was little league, it would be the the dad that would throw the ball from home base as if he was like he was it. using the bat versus the dad that would actually hit the ball out. Like, oh, right. go left field. Come into you, uh, center. Bring, come in a little bit though. <laughs> Hot fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i remember like there was one day that she was like does anybody want to play goalie does anybody and i was like i would love to play goalie and she's like okay well and during practice like we didn't really i feel like we didn't go over a lot of like mechanics on like being goalie but i found out during the first game that i was fucking amazing at it and, and afterwards she came up like after the game she came up to me and she was like do you need anything as a goalie and i was like gloves training i mean give me gloves and she's like got it next practice she's like give me two <laughs> left and right give, give me two, two. She got me gloves, and like I was the goalie for the the rest of the season. And my parents were like, "Do you like it?" I'm like, "Ah, like I like running around, but I I like that I'm good at this position because I would jump up and like smack right. it down." And that was that was just one of those kind of cool feelings that. Uh, and after one of the games, like one of the coaches like came up and was like, "That was really good play." And I I'll never forget. I acted I, the way that I like. Br- I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> Like, I was like, <laughs> did, did you just, did you slip on your Ray-Bans after that? Like, the uh, thanks. Of, yeah, I was, oh my God. <laughs> I was high-fiving Johnny the defenders, top. like, uh, we're Top Gun, like, he's Iceman. I'm like, yeah, you can defend for me anytime, Iceman. Oh <laughs> Dude, the Hilo. With our shirts off. Okay, anyways, that's, that's why. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so when I was younger, probably like around, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 12, I took part in, uh, martial arts. I did some martial, I took some martial arts training and karate. We were the generation that grew up with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I feel like there's a lot of us out there that took some martial arts growing up. And sidekicks. And sidekicks. God damn it. Sidekicks. So I, I took it and, uh, my friend Wesley also like took it with me. And so we, you know, went to practice and we were training and then we ha- uh, we were all going to be in a sparring tournament coming up. And I don't know why, but like I was surprised, like it's almost like that episode of Family Guy where Peter goes and plays laser tag. And they're all like, do you notice that Peter is surprisingly more agile when he gets into the laser tag ring? And they're like, yeah, it's like he can defy gravity. When I was like doing sparring for this, for some reason, I was much more agile. Than I probably should have been. And I ended up getting third place. I'm getting some real Beverly Hills Ninja I, vibes yeah. going on. I'm the great. Mr. Dojo Ninja. I'm the great black, white. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Oh, <laughs> uh, Chris. Foley. But I ended up I ended up getting like third place. And I don't know why, but like my friend Wesley was all like, you're, you're going to go down. And I'm all like, Wes, I, come on, let's just have fun here. He's like, no, you're going to you're going to you're going to lose. And so when he would like miss a kick, I would just backhand him in the face. So I don't know. I was really for a long time. I was like super proud. I'm like, yeah, I got third place in a uh, in a judo sparring match. <laughs> 
So that was my that was my completely unforeseen thing happening. I had another story about when I actually played baseball, but you guys can go back and listen to our uh, our episode on Goon. That story's in there. Mm-hmm. Goon. Ooh, Goon. <laughs> well, you got the little uh, little puss puss. <laughs> We're on the same team. <laughs> oh man! So, um, <clears throat> I thought I think I thought the the most about this segment than I did any of the others. Uh, I played baseball primarily, s- soccer, smattering of volleyball. I did try football, but uh, I hated it. Uh, it was definitely the Kevin O'Shea football coach. And uh, later on, growing up, you you realize it was just bad, toxic masculinity. Like maybe you shouldn't make like thirteen and fourteen year olds run win- run wind sprints till they puke because you don't think they're performing up to stuff. Probably. So I I bailed on that team. And thinking back through, like I had some good moments in these sports, but the one that I think stands out the most was golf. Oh, it was never organized. My grandfather. After he retired, he rangered at the local, his local community golf course. So I would go with him and we'd get to drive around the golf course and chastise people for not putting their divots back. And we would get at the end of the day, we get to play, you know, 18 holes for free. And it was just my grandfather and I playing golf, him teaching me, me using my dad's old clubs. And I would give anything to do that right now. So that's. That was the unexpected win where I I, I I remember telling my mom, like, do I have to? I don't want to. I don't like golf and just love the hell out of it. So, hmm. yeah. Okay. There's my, that's my unexpected win. All right. Second segment. Do you want to do mine? We Mine's do yours. very, very simple because it's definitely a question I asked myself a couple times because they bring it up a couple times in this movie. Why did mommy leave? <laughs> so um this is a free range segment i mean you can go anywhere with this where what what happened oh i I have oh jesus okay (laughs) (laughs) i was so excited for this so why did mommy leave so it was cannot get out (laughs) so <laughs> drums, drums of the deep. All right, why did mommy leave? This was Urbania in the uh, early '90s, and you got to think. Danny said that she left to find a better team, and I'm just wondering who exactly was her team? What was her goal? Why did she have to find another one? And my only conclusion was that mom was really Kristen Gilbert. Kristen Gilbert was a convicted serial killer who would inject senior citizens at the veterans home with epinephrine. Create ratchet? She was an angel she of death. She was an angel of death. She would inject them with epinephrine and she would create a heart attack. And at the time, epinephrine was not, you couldn't check for it. You couldn't see that it was happening. And when they would start having what would appear to be a heart attack, she would jump in and save the day. However, it's uh it's quite clear that the that the uh you know uh the chatty Cathy's of the senior citizen uh you know coffee tables the two old men they found out her secret. I didn't trust she her. Why did you? Sleep. And <laughs> and they uh they they had to tell her like you're gonna get out of town or uh you know we're gonna we're gonna spill your beans. So that's why mommy had to leave because she was really. Kristen Gilbert, serial killer of the elderly, who was not later, uh, wasn't even found out until 1998, four years later. That is why mommy left. 
<laughs> go for it. Mm. That's good. That was really good. May I? Uh, may I go next? I like that, Drew. I like that. All right. So, um, what really happened? Where? Why did the mom leave? Well, she didn't leave. Oh, she was murdered. Holy crap! Oh! So the mom confessed Danny. one night to uh, oh, what's Rick Baranis's character? Danny. Danny uh, <gasps> confessed to this is Danny why it's a landmark that uh, she was actually in love with Kevin O'Shea Whoa! and that oh, no. Becky was their love child. Oh my god! <gasps> Uh, but Kevin was not aware of this. In a fit of drunken rage, he murdered his wife and buried her body in the scrapyard behind the old town I'm gas station, the the same. which he later purchased to ensure that her body would never be found. He placed an old rusted out freezer on top of the shallow grave and took to calling his daughter the icebox. For should the truth ever come out, she would join her mother there in a murder suicide. This is brilliant. This is a lifetime original. <laughs> Original <laughs> shit, dude. Holy crap. This is a lifetime original movie. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love oh. it. Steven Spielberg, get in touch with us because we need <laughs> to make a dark sequel. We we need Rick Moranis. Oh, we can get Rick Moranis. To be in a, a movie where where we make him like oh like a God. murderous Wouldn't psychopath. You like that? Wouldn't you like that? Mm-hmm. He's probably got some rage he could draw on after being punched in the face <laughs> last month or a couple <sighs> months yeah, ago. Yeah, what the heck? So mine was actually more based on, like, the facts that we have of just kind of everything that's going on. Small town. Daughter is semi-going tomboyish just because, like, she's she's feeling the, the, the void of her mom being there. Which makes more sense why, why Danny is not really upset and, like, yelling, like, she left! You know, there's no real anger it's just that like hey it is what it is she left it's because she joined another team she did not want to play for that team that she was playing on if you catch my drift <laughs> danny was not the team that she wanted to be on she, she's a lesbian she, she yes. joined the bush and, league and the reason why <laughs> she she packs a box lunch she likes to uh, blitz right up the center. She was a team player, but unfortunately in a small town that's that's not looked, you know, that's, that's looked down upon. So she left. And of course, Danny's a good dude. And he's like, listen, like, that's why she she didn't want you dragged down with that. All the drama and the name calling that back in the day, that's what a lot of it happened. You know, that was the, the sad truth of it. And what do they do? They mutually split she says hey take becky like i don't want her to like have the repercussions of my lifestyle here's my address in san francisco if you yeah, ever need to get a hold of me it doesn't it they don't allude to the fact little does danny know is that mom got a sex change and uh, changed her name to butts oh so she is uh, <laughs> oh and i just want to oh. see the sequel where he takes patty and like she's like Oh my, and Patty and the mom fall in love. What? Weird love triangle. It all comes back. All okay. Right, continue. S speaking <laughs> of that love triangle, that's going to get really weird if Danny and Patty start dating. And now you have Becky and Junior, who obviously have a thing for each other. You're what gonna are you have doing, stepbro? <laughs> you're going to have the stepchildren. <laughs> 
Yeah. Having feelings That's... for each other. And it's kind of like I texted you the, the other night. It's like, this is going to be another Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Jack, your segment. Uh, so my segment, pretty straightforward here. With nicknames like Icebox, Hot Hands, and Gas Man, what would your on-field moniker be? Bonus. The annexation of Puerto Rico is a great name for a secret play. If you designed a trick play, what would it be called? I'll go first. I, I went straight forward. I racked my brain, but I didn't want to get go too over the top of this because if you know the murder-suicide thing that I just talked about earlier. So mine would just be jackhammer. Straight, forward, to the point. Everyone gets it. I recently, I, I had read the Wheel of Time books and I finally finished them on Audible and I'm still obsessed with them. So my uh, my trick play would be called The Cleansing of Sidene. Mm, all right. Want to go? Okay. Yeah, yeah you go. I'll go. Okay. All right. So when I was pretty young, uh, we already talked about how energetic I was. There was a really old guy in the church. His name was Duncan. And very, very, very nice guy. But and I don't know if he had Alzheimer's or not, but he would say, you know who that kid reminds me of? The battery bunny. He never, like, remembered the Energizer bunny. But he would just call me, oh, you're the battery bunny. Because I would just be running up and down the halls. And everybody, <laughs> go! So that would be my nickname, is battery bunny. Not the other, nicely, you know, I love trademarked that. off I of love that. It. So it's a nice little knockoff. But yeah, my play uh, would be semi-flea flickerish, but a little bit more spread out. So that way there's a little bit more shift from one side to the other. And that would be called, that would be called the uh, double dip the chip. <laughs> my homage to Seinfeld and you double dip the chip <laughs> okay I like it so I was trying to avoid things that like I had in high school in high school I had a, a nickname on the back of our school shirts that just said do the drew because you know I wanted to make a nice wordplay on do the do but if I'm going to go for something that would very much be kind of funny as a, as a football name I came up with, uh, I came up with two and I, I just couldn't decide between the either two it's either um, lazy boy like, like, lazy poor recliner, like, or, um, you know, bear or like bear hug. Cause obviously when growing up as like, you know, a, like a bigger kid and your dad, you know, coach football, I had people tell me all the time, they're all like, oh yeah, he's going to be a lineman. He's going to be a lineman. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Never playing football. Meanwhile, uh, <laughs> Drew is going to be or not to be. That, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'll do. My my play would be the Womp Rat. You would have total cover rushing up the field. <laughs> you got a bullseye in the T-16 <laughs> back home. Total cover rushing up the field to go through a tight spot to score that touchdown. Womp Rat. <laughs> that's what I thought. Minox. <laughs> you magnificent <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Haven't we heard the chimes at midnight? <laughs> I, I think this film is just a lot of fun. It sort of did well. It, I mean, it didn't make its money back. Let's just put that. Let's just put it there. It didn't make its money back with a $20 million budget. The worldwide How gross the was like not. that cost 20 million? That cost 20 million dollars? They give half to. You had to pay. You had, <laughs> to you had to Madden? Pay, you had to pay Madden. <laughs> because Madden won't, Madden won't fly. Madden won't fly around. He has to drive around the country in his buses. So. <laughs> We up the 70, another 471, the big, boop, boop, we got to get are. <laughs> but you, you know this thing probably made a good chunk of its money coming back in, not from viewing in the theaters, but from home video rentals. I think, I think it definitely sure. made a good chunk of its change back. And that, you know, obviously becoming a classic in some people's eyes. They probably had to pay quite a bit of money to the NFL for using the names 
Giants and Cowboys, but still, twenty literally having million. literally having their logo. Oh, the, <laughs> and the the Cowboys stuff was branded yeah. branded gear. And yeah, the, I mean that's literal stuff. Definitely, but still, definitely. I mean, like twenty five million. We just watched. Didn't we just watch a movie that was like eight million? But hell. The and Tremors, Tremors, Tremors five. was five, and four of it they Bert gave Gummer. to, to Burt Gummer. Tremors was five. I mean, to the to the point, this had a theatrical release. Tremors did not have. Tremors four did not have a theatrical release. Once again, I'm asking you for another Tremors movie. Gummer. So, what would we rate this movie? It it drives down the field pretty hard. Hold on, hold uh, on. Do I don't even know if we should rate it, honestly, because this is going to be a movie that is going to be... I don't want to know where you're going to be like... If I know your ranking of this movie, that's giving me an edge <laughs> in where you're going to pick it if, in the draft. I'm, I'm so into this draft. We are so doing this. Like... <laughs> And I don't want to hear, like, oh, well, I'd give it, like, five stars out of five. And then go, oh, okay, he's going to maybe second round. I got to be watching out for that. Like, no, 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 no. Everyone liked this movie. Everyone thought it was pretty good. We all have fun memories of it, uh, some better more than others. We leave it at that. I will see you bitches on the draft. I can't wait. I feel like this got yes. really the lead right now. <laughs> Shiva! <laughs> Yamagoya! Yes, the Shiva. So, All right. I mean, we leave it at that, right. and we uh, we tell people how to get in touch with us. We say thank you, tune in for our draft, and uh, may the best, may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Drew, how do they get in touch with us? <sighs> Well, <laughs> he's, he's so going for it. Guys, you can always get in touch with us on Facebook and on Instagram. Just search for The Real Feels Podcast. You can look for us up on Twitter at Real Feels Pod. You can also send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. However, much like this being a Patreon special, guys, you can also join us up on Patreon if you would like to pick a movie for us to watch. If you just want to get some sweet, sweet, real Phil swag, our brand new season four Fellowship of the Phil stickers are in, and they are rather nice, actually. Go ahead. <laughs> Keep your fucking secrets. So you guys can always find us up on Patreon as well, but leaving us some five-star reviews up on iTunes, guys, that's what gets those feels out there. That's what puts us towards the top of the scoreboard. However, you can always call the Tooch Line. Tooch, tooch. Love me some Tooch. <laughs> Don't you Tooch me, baby. <laughs> so, guys, if you call 661 376 0030, we would love to hear your Tooch Line voicemail. What's coming up next? Oh, we have Jack for episode 81 with. End of the world. It's the yeah. end of the world, and we know it. I'm excited. I'm super excited for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Looking forward After to that, it. I'll be doing my erotic thriller. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. I, I think the funniest part of the season is that Nathan picked erotic thriller out of the crowd. I think it's even baggots. better, because I had literally made that shit and thrown it in 
three hours before you guys showed up to draw. <laughs> this will never get picked. <laughs> Instead of doing a, a movie poster with the Real Feels logo on it, like we usually do, can it just be a picture of Nathan in like a mini skirt? <laughs> Like Sharon Stone, like with the, the legs open, but you know, it's cocked to the side, so you don't, you don't see anything. Cocked was the wrong yeah, word to use, but the, it's, it's shot askew, so you don't see anything. And, and there's just Drew and I in the back row, you know. Oh, oh. That'll be the limited edition uh, special poster available <laughs> only on Patreon.com. Patreon featured in. I want that as featured a Featured in it. Real Feels After Dark. <laughs> We gotta bring that back. We gotta, we gotta do that. I was just thinking about it today, and I know the perfect person to do a nice intro for us, since uh, the one person I asked who said they would do it never got back to me. There we go. I'm not bitter. <laughs> I'm not bitter. You're, You're bitter. Well, and then after erotic thriller, guys, I'm gonna bring you some horror comedy, and it's gonna be a hoot. So a hoot and a half, a, a hack and, and hoot, hoot, hoot a and half. Saw hoot. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a good time. Well, guys. From all of us here at The Real Fails Podcast, we thank you for joining us. Please come back again. Spread that word. Tell your friends. Be sure to join us in the future for our 90s. No, not 90s. Our kids sports movie draft. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. You're going down, bitches. <laughs> and from all of us here at The Real Fails Podcast, remember, you're the realist. And the feelist. Death shrouds. <laughs> the backbone of this team. Sean Murphy. <laughs> you rank. Right.